0: Sauce in that boat, huh?
1: No blood. All we get is marinara sauce in there.
0: <laughs> well, welcome to the uh, Real Guy Podcast. This is uh, Captain Jeff, and uh, I got two special guests in the studio tonight. I got Zach, Ra- uh, Zach Routman, who's upcoming guide here in Fort Lauderdale, and I got Anthony James Bruno, who uh, longtime Fort Lauderdale family, and uh, both these guys um, have been part of the social network for a long time. As a matter of fact. Um, I don't know how many years ago it goes back, but I used to see Zach out there fishing, and he'd give me the head nod, and I'd give him, like, you know, maybe a fist pump or whatever. And, um, it was always, like, you know, cool, because I knew that there was kids, you know, next generation or two generations down that were doing the same shit that I was doing. And, um, I don't know, kind of, kind of was natural. And then Anthony, um... I knew that he was part of the social network for a long time because he made posts and you know, gave us a thumbs up and RTD and all that. But I was fishing in the river one day, and um kid's standing out on this beautiful boat, and he yells out, run that dog! And I looked over, and I gave him the old fist pump, and then uh, I was like, oh, wait, I know those people, and um, kind of got to got to know Anthony. So, anyway, guys, um, thanks for coming. Welcome. And uh, this is the Lunker Dog Studios, and uh, you're chilling with Captain Jeff and Lamont
2: Jones
1: excited to be here.
2: Thanks for having us. <laughs> Glad to be here. <laughs> Anthony, you were born and raised here in Fort Lauderdale?
1: That's correct. Well,
0: I'm losing my uh, headphones here. <laughs> yeah, no, We'll get you situated. Lamont's technical genius. He just wants to make sure that it sound's right and everything. The air-, air conditioner always crushes us when we do the, <laughs> uh, the <laughs> podcast in here. So, uh, born and raised here in Fort Lauderdale, and i um, was your dad also born and raised? My
1: there? dad was born in Franklin Square, Long Island, New York, and he came down here in eighty two. Nineteen eighty two, your dad? He came here. in he came here probably eighty and then went back to New York and then came back to open Anthony's Rome eighty four with his brother and his father.
0: Right.
1: And um, you know, we still have eighty four and we opened up a bunch of pizza places, which is how we got the boat. and uh now we've got pronto which is right in your neighborhood which you got to check out
0: right that's the new one the um that runway 84 i mean my parents used to take me there when i was younger than you guys and um that was always like you know one of their favorite restaurants and kind of everybody downtown knew about runway 84 loved runway 84 and if you really wanted good italian that's where you went that was the go-to place and it's just awesome that it's one of the places still rocking and rolling now that people recognize, people go to, and everybody has a good time when they go to Runway 84.
1: That's great. (laughs) I like to hear that, it doesn't ever get old. It doesn't. I was probably in the uh, rocker behind the bar when you were in there, (laughs)
0: because
1: that was my daycare. And I guess the second hand smoke didn't kill me, so you know, that could all just be a lie, but So
0: do you spend a lot of time in the restaurants when you were When a I was kid? a kid,
1: yeah. I mean my dad had a drum set up in the office, my mom was the bookkeeper, so I'll just bang on the drums and I'd run around the restaurant on those wheelie chairs and crash into stuff. All <laughs> my <laughs> long. It's my favorite thing.
0: That's that's funny. That's I, I kinda did the same thing with the uh, my dad was into dry cleaning when I was real young. We'd get in the carts and go around the plant and <coughs> run into stuff and then uh and then here at the marina's jumping around the boats and uh i figured you were sitting in the restaurant there one way or the other but um and zach now zach and anthony knew each other um zach is an upcoming guide here in fort lauderdale he does the inshore tarpon snook jacks barracudas sharks i don't know Mudfish, bear fi- snapper you know <laughs> mudfish, you know sail fish. catch so it's sail, cat. But anyway, uh, Zach, now you, now
2: you were born and raised here in Fort Lauderdale, too? Born and raised, yep, yeah, since 91.
0: Huh. And um, you, when I first saw you out on the water, what, you were probably in high school?
2: High school, yeah, going around, going after, after high school, catching mullet and trolling them around.
0: And then what? And then you went, you went off to college, right?
2: Yeah, I went to University of Florida for college, came back. I actually worked for the FWC for a year and a half doing some uh, brain, marine biology stuff.
0: I forgot you did the uh, FWC there for a second. Yeah. I remember you doing it. Though. So
2: I'm an insider guy now, you know. So you were with the agency, Yeah. Like yeah. A bureaucrat. That's right.
0: <laughs> when you were in the when you when you were in the FWC, I mean, was anything was there anything that was like cool about that?
2: Uh, there were some cool. I mean, the coolest thing that we did was uh, uh, fish survival rate data. So we would go on the drift boats and we would tag mutton snapper and groupers and stuff like that, and you know see how how they survive and things like that.
0: Okay, so the uh, when these people let them go, you just want to see if they're going to live or not. And most of them are living or not.
2: Uh, well, the groupers they're they're pretty hardy. They do pretty well. You throw a grouper back and they usually go back to the bottom. The mutton's a little different story, but a fair amount of them do pretty well.
0: Yeah, that's good to hear. Now, one relevant thing about zach is zach is a uh, part of the water taxi problem group that we have on facebook and he was the kid that got the world's best video of <laughs> the uh giant water taxi rolling down the interco uh, rolling down
2: well, that was the new river right he was he was in the river yeah yeah
0: and zach's up on plane trying to keep up with the dude as he's filming to uh put the good content on the uh, water taxi problem facebook group so i want to thank you congratulate you and uh bravo that was one one hell of a video it's the
2: least i can do man
0: (laughs) now if you guys haven't been um on the water taxi problem facebook group down here in fort lauderdale we got a serious issue with um with water taxi problems they go too fast there's too many of them they crowd you they're annoying and if you're trying to fish they make it damn near impossible so in a nutshell, that's the problem with the water taxis. So you can um, join the group on Facebook if you don't know about it. Both these guys are, like, um, pretty active on Facebook. Now, Anthony, um, they just happen to have a property that is right on the New River. Correct. And from Anthony's dock, the, I don't know, Anthony, how many water taxis do you think go by there on a daily basis?
1: I can't count. And I'm right across from the stop at Los Olos, So I'll see, like, one pull up. Then the other one's literally coming from west on the river, pulls up right in from one coming in from the east. None of them ever use
0: horns or signals letting you know when they're pulling out or pulling in. So when you're sitting on your dock, let's break it down percentage-wise. Like, is it 10% of the time that you're staring at a water taxi, or is it more like 90% of the time (laughs) you're staring at a water taxi from, from that dock? I'll give him a break and say 83%. 83%. I like that. 83%. And during the 83% of the time that you're watching the water taxi from your dock, um, I mean, is there any serenity? Is it somewhat peaceful? Do they? No, because they continuously yell out over the uh, megaphones that, oh, that's where the
1: founder of Anthony's Coal Fired Pizza lives, Anthony Bruno. So... <laughs> Everyone knows where we live, and we're just trying to have family lunch on Sunday because, you know, we're really Italian, and that's what Italians do. You know, we like to have our red sauce and our meatballs and our pork chops.
0: And while you're having your meatballs and your pork chops and everything, you got to listen to the water taxi tell people about how Italian you guys are and <laughs> and about the restaurant and all that kind of stuff. Yeah,
1: and we got to think about, like, the B&E that's going to happen later, you know, maybe an armed home invasion from some disgruntled water taxi rider.
0: I don't know, I was brought up like, if you did know somebody, the one thing that you never talked about was like how much money they made,
2: and specifically where they lived. It's common courtesy.
0: (laughs) Right, it's not, were you brought up that way? Yeah. Right? And I was brought up that way, and I'm just wondering, like, when all those people are on the water taxi, like, does that ever go through their mind, that there's actually somebody living in that house that the fool that's driving the boat with the microphone is talking about. Of course not. These
3: people are losers. They're like the paparazzi people that hang out on uh, Hollywood Boulevard and scream as, at the stars as they come by. They have no um, no morals, no nothing. They have no uh, code of ethics. No code
0: of ethics. Zero. Monk got all fired up in there and had to jump on, uh, on Zach's mic because... <laughs> I mean, we're passionate about this. It's not like we're just... Um, looking for something to complain about. I mean, when Lamont and I were on the intercoastal and in the New River as kids, you know, there uh, there really wasn't any water taxis. It was kind of like an anomaly. Um, Norm's old man had a couple of boats. They would shuffle some people around. It was kind of cute and everything. Um, so but my kid, right, just turned 13, she's never been on the New River without seeing the water taxi and they just like when i really think about it it like eats me up you know it really pisses me off it's like smartphones so, everyone's looking at a
1: smartphone all the time now you know you see a picture of a concert and there's a smartphone on it now you see the new or the new river there's a water taxi on it
3: so, so i like, went to a concert the other night at parker playhouse nobody had their phone out parker. i couldn't believe it
0: at parker playhouse
1: yeah
0: and the concert was
3: david bowie alumni tour all the people that have played with David
2: Bowie over there. Because everyone was a senior citizen there, they didn't have cell phones. It, it was a little older. <laughs>
3: but like I noticed I was in the back I was like, No one's got a no one's got a cell phone. No one's got a cell phone on recording. Yeah.
2: So I, I remember when I was growing up in high school that it was actually the water taxi, there was one company. Right. Then it grew into the water bus. Right. And then that expanded. Now there's water taxi, water bus, there's two different Types, three different types of Jungle Queen variations out there. Right. There's gondola tours. There's tiki boats. There's all sorts of other like tour boats that are out in the water nowadays. And the problem is that the water taxi is going out there, and they set the precedent. And they not only set the precedent for the tour boats, but they set the precedent for every other Yahoo. So the water taxi is going fast. Right. And now you have your everyday boater that's hauling ass through the the river right and it doesn't make sense because you know you're on a boat you should be enjoying yourself enjoying your time on the river it's
0: like a leisure time
2: yeah why, why, why what are you in a hurry for right you know
0: and what you know like I, I hear different arguments you know for the water taxi and advocates of the water taxi and i think what people don't realize is that when you're traveling at a rate just it doesn't even have to be that much faster than everybody else say two times as fast now the water taxis are good for traveling at rates three and four times faster than everybody else that's out there so if you're traveling three or four times faster rate of speed I can't get out of your way if I'm following the law never mind if I have fishing lines out you know or if I have um, people on the boat that you, know, you don't want to be shooken up or you know a fast turn or anything like that and because of that It turns our inner Waterway into complete chaos. It's a maelstrom. It's a what? It's a maelstrom. It's a good word. Maelstrom. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony, um... He's one of these educated kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he went to law school and everything. You just graduated law school? How I graduated in 12, so it's been a few years. Oh, it's about five years now since you've yeah. been out of law school. So he's seriously, like, you know, he can read and everything. We're pretty <laughs> proud of him. And, uh, well, you started a law firm here in town? I did. How's that going? I'm surviving. You know, I'm not setting the world on
1: fire yet, but we, uh, we're we doing our taxes, so we made a little money, and after the first year, that's that's a good thing so you know. you're making it yeah i'm making and it you're
0: getting by getting by that's, yeah that's
1: all we can do here that's
0: that's all you can ask for that's all you can ask for now the um anybody down at your law firm know anything about like water taxi rules Laws? no nothing my
1: like law that. partner knows nothing about water taxi. i don't think he knows what a water taxi is to be honest with you he doesn't even i don't know <laughs> if you've seen the river he grew <laughs> out in weston so grew up in weston so. you
0: should invite he him knows up. what
2: a lake looks like
0: you should <laughs> invite him over to dinner he's a peacock bass guy (laughs) invite him over to dinner and then when they're talking about you guys when you're trying to get your meatballs and everything you can explain to him what the water taxi is yeah
3: the photo that somebody posted last week that showed the water taxi at the mouth of the new river but outside or or in between the channel marker and the seawall
1: familiar with that
3: where all the guys jumped and said there's not he's not doing anything illegal you don't have to be in the channel The complaint, my complaint is, if we were fishing right there, in between the marker and the seawall, that water taxi would still make that move. Instead of just going around, you're, you're talking about an additional 30 feet. Right. But to someone that's in the New York City taxicab driver mentality, he has to take that corner. Therefore, he's going to swamp you, and he's going to cut off your line. So it's not always about legal and illegal. It's about being a dick on the water. Right, and common courtesy. Common courtesy. Um,
0: now, Zach, you're trying to build a business out there, uh, same waterways that I built my business you know, 20 years ago out there. How much time, energy, effort, consideration do you have to put in? to boat traffic and specifically the water taxis?
2: I structure my charters around it, basically.
0: Around the, what, the spots that they pick up?
2: I, well, for instance, I can't fish the New River on the weekends, just straight up. Unless, an option. Unless I want to, you know, do my charter at 5 a.m. and fish, you know, till 7 a.m. before the boat traffic gets heavy, I can't do it an afternoon charter, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, in the New River. I'll, it's just too stressful even if you hook a big fish it's you're not gonna land him. He's gonna get run over by a boat he's gonna get and and you know what? to be honest with you, sometimes it's not even worth fishing in there anymore because the fishery has declined so much since I've just been in high school right I mean that one spot that Anthony's talking about on Los Solas where the right across from his place where they pick up. I remember in high school we used to troll through there March, April May with live mullet
0: and that is a go-to spot
2: and you'd get you know five to ten bites you know in a two-hour time span between you know an hour before sunset and an hour after and nowadays you're lucky to get one or two bites but the thing is you need five or six bites to get one fish to the boat because they'll miss it they'll knock
0: it around that's always been my ratio like i when i tell people like you know we're out there tarpon fishing I, and they'll lose you know if you or blow a few I'll tell them I said you need five bites to get one
2: yeah that's exactly my, that's my number unless you're getting really lucky and you get one then then well, you'll it, get one of the boat it's amazing how streaky you can get every once in a while you'll get five in a row and then
0: lose 12 in a row and that kind of stuff but right five to one that's good that's good it, it's uh very good You're still trying the whole not cursing thing, huh? You see that, huh? Yeah, know. I'm catching it, yeah. yeah. It makes it, you know, makes for a little more stuttering and a little more hesitation sometimes, but I am doing a very good job of not cursing. Did you guys listen to the podcast I just did with Tom Rowland? I did. One curse. I only <laughs> cursed one time, and that was an hour and a half. That's impressive. It's pretty impressive. It's hard I, to do. I kind
1: of learned how to turn it on and off from going to court because I can't really curse in court or else I get. I get in trouble for that.
3: Ricky did. Huh? Ricky cursed in court. Ricky Williams. Ricky from the trailer park, boys. Oh, <laughs> That's
1: <laughs> I, for, I forget French. that I forget that scene. What's how does that scene so go crazy. when he's like I, if can't, I can't if I got I can't if, I can't if I can't curse, I can't have smokes. And how am I supposed to talk or whatever he says? Oh that was <laughs> such a good <laughs> such a good scene.
0: <laughs> I'm pissed. I am so pissed that Busak is not here tonight. Well at least Argento's on, the Paisan. Well, we, we got a lot of Italians in our network, and um, I made a post before you came in here, and I, I let everybody know that this is by far the most Italian person we've had on any one of our episodes so far, and I'd like to see, I mean, maybe maybe the paisan, Joey Argento, might be able to go neck and neck with you <laughs> being Italian, but Busaka As much as he loves being Italian, I haven't met anybody that loved being Italian that much since the 80s. Until Boussaka started hanging out. And then for him not to be here tonight, I mean, that's like... Well, in the 80s, you had so much momentum, you know, with Rocky
3: and Saturday Night Fever and everything. Right.
0: But, you know, uh, Travolta wasn't really Italian. He was more Zingada. Does uh, Busaka
1: wear a horn? Does he have a horn that hangs around his uh, chain? Well, uh,
0: no, he's, in spirit, he has the horn, <laughs> but he's like, you know, he's just, you know, kind of like you guys, he's like the millennial, you know, he's like, worries about what he's wearing and everything. It's not like he's chachi or whatever. We can just sport the piss out of that horn.
3: Do you know what's inside the horn?
0: I have a guess.
1: I mean, cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Next
3: when you get break it open. There's a little guy in there.
1: I have no idea what's inside the horn. Who is he? It's like a saint. It's like a little thing, like half the
2: size of an army man. It's like a little Jesus or something, <laughs> huh? Yes. <laughs> under the crown. That's
1: like the uh, the cakes in New Orleans, the king so cake. You get the similar. baby.
0: So if Busaka knows who the little guy is in the horn, maybe, just maybe, he has a shot of being a little more Italian than Anthony over here. <laughs>
1: that could be the measuring stick. Well,
3: Musaka did have a good point. Um, you know, they're outlawing straws, that whole controversy. Yes. You can just use a whole ziti, the long one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what if I start winging meatballs at the water taxi with the water balloon slingshot, using shooting meatballs from my dock? Would that make me more Italian than Boussaka? Uh,
0: yes. That would make me. especially those meatballs. You know, <clears throat> I went to a party over at a over friend's house, and everybody had to bring meatballs.
1: Right. I heard about this party. You, oh, you probably. I did hear about this party. Well, don't
0: spill the beans. So, my wife she makes meatballs. All my calling my peers are making meatballs. They all bring them over to the old lady to this lady's house, and we're all tasting the meatballs. And then your old man walks in as the meatball judge. That's right. I mean, he's going to call the whole. He's going to call the whole contest. He's the official. The shot, he's the buddy. official. I mean, I mean, I'm Italian. i mean going know knows if there's the a meatball, meatball party going on. And you see what's going on here. Anthony is competing with Busaka in his own way, because <laughs> he knows that he can't leave here without being the most Italian guest that we've ever had in our podcast. Well, who won? Well, we're still going. I'm going. I'm going with Anthony because that's what I put in the headlines.
2: So, so I have a, a funny Italian Anthony story. Actually, one time. <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Bruno, they have a, a place down in the Keys, and he comes down. He's like, "Hey, Anne, like, br- bring your friend Zach. Like, he knows how to fish. Like, so Mr. Bruno had all his friends from from Joyzie Oh
1: God, that was so much fun
2: at at their house and in, in, in the Island. Keys. Yeah. So they took the boat down. They are already down there. Like, me, I mean,
1: if, if let me just, if you thought about what a bunch of my dad's friends from elementary school and middle <laughs> school and high school in Long Island looked like. Right. Like, there's one that's, like, 5'4 and all, like, muscly. Then there's another one that's, like, 6'2 but just huge. Yeah. And they're all sweaty and they all talk, like. Well, you know, I married so one of them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so we get down there. We We take the car down later. And we we pull in and like he said there's a there's a different italian guy there's there's a paulie there's a johnny there's a you know tony there's a every every tommy yeah there's every guy you can imagine that's there so we walk in and there's all these guys that knew each other from jersey back in the day and what are they doing besides sitting there eating italian food watching goodfellas (laughs) So, so I'm, I'm like the fish guy. We, we Next day we go out and we, you know, we put him on a couple sailfish. He's Zach,
1: He's, he's Zacky Fish.
2: Yeah. That's what they call him. Is that what they call me? Yeah. It's, like,
0: it's nice to be the guy that knows, you know, how to catch the fish when you're hanging out with all those Italians. Right?
2: But yeah.
0: and yeah, it is. You know, you're like, you, you get all these guys in, you know, they're like tough asses, you know. Everybody that's Italian, <clears throat> you know, have that, uh... I don't know call it a perception but that's a persona being like a tough ass and then zach if he you know weren't a podcaster you can't exactly see zach he's not exactly what you call intimidating
2: <laughs> but they because, kept telling me i had to they had to keep eating more uh you know more, more rolls and more meatballs yeah sounds like my mother-in-law but anyway
0: so <laughs> so hanging around these guys and then being the guy that actually knows how to bait the hook and where to throw the throw the bait and uh where to catch your fish it's nice
2: right they just they bring you right in yeah we actually had uh i threw the through the cast net on some bally who we were chumming for a yellowtail and we couldn't get anything and i, I th- i'm like before we leave like let me there's all these ballyhoo i take the net i throw it twice i get like 40 ballyhoos oh, nice. and i was like one guy wanted to drop them down i was like you know what? i'm just gonna put a couple flat lines out put a couple flat lines out and next thing you know someone goes what is that i go oh shit that's a sailfish Damn! I like, curse. <laughs> <laughs> Grab like three ballyhoos out of the well and throw them out. And next thing you know, we have three sailfish jumped up right behind the boat. These guys are going nuts. They've never seen anything like it. You know, man. Star status. Yeah. running around
1: the boat, screaming. <laughs> one of them's videotaping the whole time. I'm gonna send this to you.
2: So I, right. I hook one and I throw it out there, and sailfish does a headstand on it, five feet behind the boat, and give it to him. Start reeling. I turn around. I go fish on. Who wants it? These guys all look at me wide-eyed. One guy, I'll take it. And comes up and grabs the reel.
0: <laughs> these guys, uh, these guys from New York. How many of them are like really good at uh, blue fishing?
1: None of them. My dad's friends. None. <laughs> I think the one guy, Billy, fishes, but See other than these that, none of them, none of, of the them, room? yeah, none of the other guys fish, though.
0: Like, one of the most common things with the New Yorkers, New Jersey people, but especially New Yorkers, when they book the trip with me, it's like, they want to spend about five minutes letting me know how good they are at catching the bluefish okay <laughs> You know, I'm pretty good. You know, I'm not good out there. I catch a lot of bluefish. And when we go out on the drift boat, you know, I'm the guy that's getting all the bluefish. And like, you know, they take pride. They take pride in catching the I hear a fish. lot about
1: the stripers from
0: them. Striper fish? Stripers, Striper. yeah. You know, my wife, she's Long Island, New York, Italian. Born in Brooklyn. Then they went out to Long Island and then uh, moved here in the mid-80s or whatever. My dad was backwards. He was from
1: Long Island, but all of his cousins lived in Brooklyn. Took him from the island to the So city. he went from the island to the city. So when I told you about the origins of runway, he moved down here like his, right when he finished high school, and he's like, I hate this place. So he goes <laughs> back to Brooklyn, and he lived in Brooklyn, and him and his two cousins, or three cousins, they worked in their catering hall. And that was like his college experience for a year, was they just worked this catering hall, and he'd make a. A lot of cash, and then he would just party and play softball. And then my dad, my grandfather called him and said, Hey, I got a restaurant down here. You got to come down here and run it. And he just packed his Mazda 626 and drove back from New York in one day. The rest is history.
0: And then he was down here. The uh, I wonder if he would have showed up to Fort Lauderdale today, coming from New York, Huh. if he would have been like, Oh, the place blows, or if he would have like, thought it was cool. Well, nowadays, I mean... He likes it because it's business, but it, it's gotten a little
1: ridiculous, even for him, you know?
0: I'll tell you guys something kind of funny. Is you know, it's always been like, geez, Fort Lauderdale's going to get as bad as Miami one day. Yeah. Well, when I left to do my trip three days ago, I left here to go to Hullover Inlet. And uh, I take A1A. So I just, you know, go across town, get on A1A, and then roll down to Hullover. It took me 40 minutes to get the airport and then it only took me 30 minutes to get to Hullover. huh see it's, it's so spe- worse in
2: Miami now
1: it's special that I'm here tonight because I try to avoid going on the north side of the tunnel at all costs see that's new
0: <laughs> used to be sunrise it's a, it's a
2: construction right there at Broward and Federal that going north in the tunnel blocks well, I, you up. I
0: always told people if they could just stay east of Federal Highway you're doing good now you don't even want to go north of the tunnel anymore. No. <laughs> it's too far. See, I'm over I'm slumming. I'm in Victoria Park over here. I'm, like, way north of the tunnel, like, by six blocks. And then you guys are, what, six blocks south of the tunnel.
1: Well, no, I'm on 17th Street. My parents live on the river. I live on 17th Street. So I get every wahoo who's going home at 5 p.m. every day and decides to cut through my neighborhood. Can you hear the... Uh cruise ships from
0: where you live oh yeah
1: I hear the cruise ships I hear the trains I get the ambulances
0: you can hear them from where you live too oh yeah the Disney thing's killing you
2: yeah there's one that does the horn and the one that does the little little auto-tune thing right
0: if you Uh, guys don't know what we're talking about they have a Disney cruise that leaves out of Port Everglades and also leaves out a government cut and probably eighty percent of the time, I'm fishing in Port Everglades or government cut. These poor bastards live right next to Port Everglades, and the Disney boat goes out of the inlet, and it plays a little Disney tune. How does the tune go? What is it?
3: It's like when I wish upon a star.
0: Is that what that is? But then it's a Disney it, tune. It's kind of creepy, and they <laughs> play it when they go out of the inlet, and you hear, like I hear it like four or five times a week. Can you imagine hearing the Disney time, the Disney song, the Disney tune, or whatever, twenty four seven every day? Well, at twenty four seven, it's not like they're leaving at two in the morning, but they are leaving at any time between eight in the morning and eight at night. Yeah. And it pisses me right off when I see all the people in the condos at Point of Americas waving at them and celebrating their cruise. Because one of the Disney tune that totally makes me sick, and two is all those fools are going out to the middle of the ocean, and they're not fishing with me or Zach. I mean, you have Amen. to break it down and make it a perspective,
2: right? Yeah. <laughs> going out there just eating away. There's only you know they don't even
1: let you fish a port anymore. There's three So they've got a monopoly on the port. Also,
2: by the way, uh, yeah, the cruise ships do. Yeah,
0: yeah, the cruise ships totally sold us the dream. See, before the cruise ships started, or the big cruise lines, I should say, there was always a couple of ships that would come in and out of the port. But then the cruise lines made the deals with Fort Lauderdale and the Port Authority and the state and all that. And when they when they said that the cruise ships were going to start coming into Port, port Everglades, it was going to be good for Anthony's. And it was going to be good for Casbah Spa down here. And it was going to be good for me and Zach because we're going to get all this new business From all these hundreds of thousands of people. And think about it. It's hundreds of thousands of people. It's like having a Super Bowl here every single week. How many of those people do you take fishing?
2: I haven't taken a single cruise person fishing.
0: Even if they wanted to go fishing with you, they don't give them ten minutes to spend... A few hundred dollars here in Fort Lauderdale they go from a fucking bus excuse me but I cursed and I meant to curse that time because I'm passionate about this they get on a goddamn bus from the airport they ship them to Port Everglades they get on the damn ship they go to some fabricated town in the Caribbean and they spend every last dollar that this person saved for their vacation and they take it right out of the United States and they creep it in the meantime guys like me and Zach should be busy 24 7 Guys like Anthony's dad should be busy 24-7. People like my wife should be busy 24-7 because that's like having a Super Bowl here in Broward County every single week. And you know what we get? We get nothing.
2: We get shut out of the port for fishing.
0: Right. We're the ones that get thrown out of the port. Well, the crew gets to go to Ross. The crew gets to go to Ross. Yeah, you ever try to go to Ross at the the Southport Plaza? Dude, it's crazy. The Ross store. I wasn't even thinking about that. I thought there was. They like have a buses. Or, I thought there was like a nightclub or something I didn't know about. You're talking about Ross, like Dress
2: for Less. Yeah, Dress for Less. Yeah. Ross. At Ross? Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: if you try to Dress for Less, or if you try to go to New York Marina Deli, you can't go because a van pulls up, blocks all the lanes, and all these crew members get off Where and they go, the go to bus? Ross. And buy a bunch of clothes and bring it's, it back it's where to where the from. Publix
2: used to be. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Where
0: like Kelly's land, like that South plaza North where Kelly's Atlantic, Landing, the Southport yeah. Plaza. Yeah. So the people that work on the cruise ships. Yeah. They spend money at Ross, and the people that go on the cruise ship don't spend money at Anthony's, don't spend money at Caswell spot, and don't spend money with Zach and I to go fishing. And I can't go to New York
2: Marina Deli. So yeah, it, it's it's crazy. It, the the thing in the port is that you'll be. The only person that's actually following the law, because it's idle speed, no wig zone, you'll be idling, slow trolling some mullet or doing whatever, and you get yelled at while meanwhile, a jet ski and a guy on a pleasure boat go by way too fast and they should, and they don't get yelled at. But because you have two lines out, you're the the guy that's going to cause an issue or something like that. Although I will say, we we have had a couple fish on in the middle of the port in the past ...this past weekend... ...and with the police boats right there... ...and they didn't say anything... ...so I don't know if... ...I don't know what's going on... They ...sometimes they yell you... ...sometimes they don't...
0: But, dude, there's so much that goes... ...with all that port security... ...but what pisses me off... ...and it just doesn't make any sense... ...is like anybody that is... ...so-called port security... ...that sees you... ...rolling through the port... They should be like, oh, that's Zach Rupp, and he fishes out here all the time. He's an advocate of ours. Not an enemy, not a freaking foe, not somebody that I'm going to enforce the rules against, but somebody that maybe if something was going on, I could pick up my cell phone, call Zach up, and find out if he saw anything freaking weird. And instead of being, you know, having a network like that, they want to be your opponent. They want to you know, work against you. Zach's
1: boat's pretty noticeable, too, so they really got no excuse for not recognizing him.
0: None of them have yeah. any excuse for not recognizing anything. That's their job. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, if they see you coming out there, I mean, your boat's pretty noticeable. It's got the four engines on it, and it's, you know, big, yeah. and it's, you know, there's not too many like that. And it's their job to know when you go through Port, Port Everglades who it is.
2: I mean, how, how incredulous or, you know, how how... Bad as a person standing on a bow of a boat throwing a cast net, like you really think they're a menace to society? They're gonna do something wrong, are they, are and they, they probably know how to drive
1: their board? boat better than anybody else out there too. So
2: yeah, I'm I'm driving the boat with my feet, you know, <coughs> going up to the bow and throwing the cast net, and they you, got a problem with it. They they got, it, got a problem how with how
0: it. How do your clients feel? How do your clients feel when the Coast Guard and the sheriff are manned with the gun? Running up and down the uh, port, it's, what did they got a fifty millimeter? It's, it's
2: it's not a good feeling, right? Yeah, Is it's fifty it? cal they got up there. i I mean I've been watching
0: it ever since 9-11. and when I see the guy standing behind the gun,
2: who's gosh, an eighteen year old kid that's trigger happy, you know he wants to <laughs> wants to get it on <laughs> he some they action. Wants to use this I thing, know, thing yeah. dude.
0: I don't know if he's trigger happy, <laughs> but he might be eighteen to twenty two years old, and I don't care, you know if you're Navy, Coast Guard, or whatever. If you're eighteen to twenty two years old. And you got and you're behind a, you know, semi-automatic or whatever. That's an automatic. Yeah, it just it it just kills me. And I've been seeing it ever since day one. And to this day, when I see them run around, you know, and the guys manned up there and they got the big gun, you know, I'm just like, dude, I got what the hell are you guys doing?
2: Yeah. Well, well, it goes back to every every answer to your question is is at the end of the day is always money. So I find it hilarious because they have this these cruise ships are in the port they get ultimate port security no one can go near them no one can touch them as soon as these ports leave they go out the port they hit the whistle buoy they don't even hit the whistle buoy. they hit the first set of markers see ya you're on your own if you really want to do anything to these cruise ships all you gotta do is wait out by the whistle buoy wait for the cruise ship to come to you and you can do whatever you want to them
0: dude you can
1: do it from the beach
2: yeah go to the jetty and they're freaking the coast
1: guard's gonna come knocking on our door in
0: a second (laughs) <laughs> I wish they would. You know, I, I I ask the Coast Guard stuff. The main thing I ask them is, you know, about the water taxi. You know, it's funny. The other day I'm in Lauderdale Marina and I'm getting my, you know, snacks or whatever. And uh, there's like 10 of those Coast Guard kids in there. And I hear them murmuring and, you know, they're talking. And then one of the guys walks over and is like, dude, you're Jeff, right? And I'm like, yeah. he goes, oh, we watch all your videos, man. We can't believe you catch all that stuff right out here, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I'm being all nice to him and I'm, you know, high-fiving him and everything. And then I hit him right in the nose with, how come you guys never do anything about all the violations of the water taxi? And then nobody said nothing. It was like dead quiet.
2: Awkward. Yeah, right? um. (laughs) Yeah. I will say the one, I mean for as long as I can remember the one time that I've seen anything uh, happen with the water taxi as far as enforcement is concerned is I was coming around the bend trolling and a water taxi came hauling, hauling ass right behind me and he comes out and there was a coast guard out in the in the channel that the, the water taxi couldn't see coming around the bend. And as the water taxi came flying around the and all obviously about not to run over my lines <laughs> the coast guard flipped on his lights and immediately the water taxi slowed down and I just started clapping and as the water, as the coast guard went by I said thank you guys like no problem man that was the only time I've ever seen saw some some, some water taxi guy get shaken down a little bit yeah. that
1: was the, the mid decade uh, enforcement action
0: <laughs> yeah yeah Listen, I, m- I made some notes for uh, for tonight's episode. One of the things that I wanted to make sure that I didn't do that we did when we were doing YouTube is I didn't want to fight the trends. Like, I always fought the trends like when we did YouTube. Like, I wasn't into catching sharks, so I'm not going to catch sharks to get YouTube views. I wasn't into catching Goliath groupers, so I'm not going to catch glide groupers to get YouTube views. But one of the things that I noticed about a podcast we did a couple weeks ago is we were talking about deodorant. And um, in like three days, that podcast got more listens than all the other podcasts. So I'm not going to fight the trend. And I'm going to, Zach, I mean, you're out there like I am. You're catching bait. You're sweating. And I know you're stinking a lot of the times. What are you doing? What are you doing for deodorant out there?
2: So uh, I've actually been wearing this new brand uh, cologne. It's called uh, Moulet. Moulet. Yeah. The ladies love it.
0: So it's a cologne you're doing, you're not even doing deodorant it's, out there.
2: It's moulet, yeah, you, you go out and you throw the cast net about a hundred times, you get some nice mullet on you. And then you do the moulet. And then you do the moulet, yeah. And the clients, girls, everyone loves it.
0: So what's the percentage of girls you're taking out there?
2: Uh, well, I did take out some girls from uh, F- Florida International University that were uh, biologists to do some jack tagging. Right. right. Yeah, and the mule was working for you. The the yeah. works a hundred percent of the time, every time, you know. Now, <laughs>
1: what
0: about you, Bruno?
1: I use uh, I don't use any colognes. I use some um, God, I forgot the kind of deodorant I use. To be the honest mullet, with though. you. <laughs> I just use deodorant and... You're not uh, doing Old Spice. I'm not doing no, Old Spice. I'll do the Old Spice
2: with the, the swipe there, you but... Do old Spice? The, the moulet covers it. They, they <laughs> just
1: get my natural musk and a little hint of deodorant. That's, that's so what going I go you
2: straight with. B.O. on them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's,
0: yeah. You know, that's not, a, that's not a bad option. Because, like, I do Axe. I do Axe because of my kid talked me into doing Axe. <laughs> and <laughs> I know... When they, when they smell the ax, because it's pretty powerful. When they're smelling the ax, you're like, God, this guy probably really stinks behind that <laughs> ax. <laughs> but, you know, you do what you can. You want to make everybody comfortable out there. And um, How long are your sprays of the ax? I'm doing the gel
1: stick.
3: Dude, do, do the spray and give it a solid 15 Mississippi.
1: Oh, wow, that's That's, that's how dangerous. the kids are doing it.
3: That's how the 13-year-old's doing.
1: Bruno, what, what what's your dad and your granddaddy doing for, uh, right. or, for, for his? Yeah. Uh, I don't even know what he uses to do I got honest. 10
0: bucks. It's aqua velva shaving. <laughs> <laughs> 10 bucks aqua velva aftershave, and At least one of them are doing Old Spice. Even what? in the courthouse when you suited I up. Don't, I don't,
1: I do nothing. not wear any fragrance, and no one's told me I smell yet, so. Yeah, really. I swear to God. And my my boss, my former boss, the guy that I used to work for, I don't know if he'll ever listen to this, but I moved down the hall from him. We still work together a lot. And he wears some crazy stuff where, like, when he leaves my office, it's in there for hours. And my wife, (laughs) my wife, like, she'll give him a hug. She'll say hi to him. And they'll, like, leave. And she'll, like, I'm going to smell like Eric for the next Five hours, <laughs> and how is it? I don't. I can't really describe. He also like smokes it's, a lot of cigarettes, so that's mixed in. It's it's an interesting thing. So it's definitely like an Eric smell. It's not. Like it's that. A, It's a. Yeah. It, he uses something. I don't know what it is, but I've heard people compliment him on it too. But I don't know what it is. But it hangs around like it's. It's like a ghost when he leaves.
0: <laughs> yeah, I had, I had a, uh, a Cuban Godfather, Adolfo. What a great dude. But man did he wear some stuff and then when he hugged up on you and stuff
3: got on you, you smelled like transfer.
0: Yeah. yeah. It was it was it was well he, hey, it's my parents and you know, they knew where I was anyway. The um no so I got I g I gotta I'm gonna I'm gonna make it a point on most of the podcasts, you know, to make sure that everybody gives me the skinny on their uh BO. People totally like that. I wish and I remember what deodorant I worked. The other thing the other thing that I want to do in the pie, I want to do a current event every week. Like, I got to do some work here. You know, I got to, like, you know, stay up on things. And the current event for this week that totally tickled me, I feel like that tickled me, <laughs> totally tickled me, was Joyce's dock Did uh, you guys see Joyce's That doc? was
1: awesome. Fish, Joyce's dock. that Fish, was great. That was great. <laughs> that was great. I haven't watched the videos yet not i've watched the videos of the guy getting sprayed i haven't watched the actual event yet so
0: you saw the original video yes. of joyce's dock yes so that is, s- is the best thing that i've seen on so- on social media in a long time
2: there were tackle stores that were offering up you know gift certificates for whoever had the trash trash fish slam in front of joyce's dock and <laughs> all, all sorts of stuff what yeah. city was it I couldn't
1: it was in
0: was it sebastian yeah, I, I think, think it was Sebastian. Sebastian. Yeah, I think it was Sebastian. Mm-hmm. And, and, and any of listeners that don't know about Joyce's dock, what happened was this dude was fishing this lady Joyce's dock, and Joyce comes out to the dock and makes a big deal about him fishing there, and he's like, "Lady, you know, not doing any harm. This is you don't own the water." And she thought she did own the water, and argued with the dude, and then sprayed him with water as he did this live online or something like that, and then all the fishermen got behind this guy, and then they did an event, Fish Joyce's Dock, because there ain't a damn thing you can do if you're a waterfront about the water taxi or the fisherman. If we want to be behind your dock, we're going to be behind your dock, and there's nothing you can do about it, so I hope everybody got over that, but the thing that I totally got me fired up is that's like real guy helping real guy.
1: I think the the cops actually. Uh, she might be getting charged with misdemeanor battery too. She
3: did, yeah.
0: Yeah. She got charged for messing with the guy. Yeah. Huh. With the hose. That's phenomenal. Yeah.
2: Maybe we should do something similar with the with the water tax. You know, just get get three boats wide and just slow troll up and down the river and just <laughs> slow them down and That's, make and make. I, make them go super slow the whole time. They, have to, they can't pass you. you know? You're know, you not doing anything illegal. They're going to pass <laughs> us. They're going to go over us if they have
0: to. Uh, it, just goes, it just goes to show you the power of the social networks and the networks of the fishermen. Now, how did you guys first get in our network? Did you find out about Lunger Dog or one of the Facebook groups, YouTube or whatever it was?
1: I think I... Uh, God, I don't even remember. I somehow just... I was in some black hole on YouTube. I think I saw one of your videos. I just started watching it, and I was like, this is weirdly entertaining. And I just sat there for like two or three hours watching them after that.
0: And then you started just watching the (laughs) videos.
1: But this was like probably,
2: I don't know, three or four years ago.
1: Okay, so not not even that long ago. Not even that long ago, yeah.
2: Now what about you, Zach? So I remember back in high school, or maybe even before that, I think someone, one of my like parents' friends that was friends with Carl Ball or something, knew you or got in touch with you and uh, saw you on Facebook and then told me about it. And then I started following you and, you know, saw you catching all these fish and, you know, I was watching all your videos, stealing all your spots and, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and you know, then I'd see you out in the water and stuff like that. and okay so you like we from a, there a family friend referred you to the youtube videos and that's
0: how you kind of got into the network
2: yeah he's like "Oh, this guy maggio's catching tarpon in fort lottery on fly rod or something like that and i was like oh i got to check him out and you know then i went in and started watching all the videos and you yeah. know it was pretty cool and see that um
0: i mean that's my favorite thing about our social network is like we get to meet guys like you we get to be friends with guys like you even though that we haven't spent like a ton of time together you know through the social network through some of the you know common causes and purposes and people that we know or don't know but um, our social network is like in my opinion has to be the strongest social network in 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 fishing period and um, I don't know I it just it, it, I have a great time with it I like it and um that joyce's dock thing that was powerful that
2: went viral that was was
0: powerful and 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 that's because of you know fishermen and being you know part of you know social network i think it was mostly i mean that thing went totally viral but it's just cool you saw the you know people actually got involved and did something
1: i mean my fear is if we tried to pull a a joyce's dock thing we'd end up seeing the bottom side of a water taxi (laughs)
0: <laughs> they might get dangerous. Yeah, might get dangerous. Yeah, eh, dude. There's only so much we can do, and we can't do.
2: At the end of the day, it's idle speed, no wake in the the New River. If you're going idle speed, and someone's going around you, you know that they, they're the giveaway boat. You're the stand on boat.
0: That's true. That's true. You know, people don't. Um, well, oh, some, somebody from the FWC today was telling me that a lot of these. Um, not the water taxi captains, but uh, the guys that you see doing the pontoon boats and stuff, that uh-huh. they don't even have to have a license, a captain's license for that. I don't know how that's possible. It's weird. It's if
2: people w- are paying them, they have
0: to. They, they have to. Dude, the FWC officer tried to uh, buddy up with the Coast Guard to start checking licenses on these charters, because there's just so many of them going on. And the Coast Guard explained to him that there's a way to hire people, and is, and you have a list of people that are like on your insurance binder, and as long as it's one of those people, I think you're allowed to list three per vessel. They don't even have to have a captain's license. Huh?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't know how that because I've been they've been busting a lot of them in Miami lately. They just busted a pontoon charter like a couple of days ago.
0: But I don't know. I'm gonna look into it, but it's kind of weird to me. It's but it's a
1: great racket, that's for sure. dude dude, it's all a racket it's
0: definitely a racket but anyway guys thanks for coming in tonight um i appreciate you guys being on the podcast zach congratulations on that video that's the best water taxi (laughs) problem video ever hopefully i can
2: get some more if
0: anybody gets one that's worse than that and nobody here in the city of fort lauderdale does anything about that i don't know you just gotta pack it in it's over. just uh-huh. just got to look the other way and yeah. just do what you got to do. Maybe we'll start fishing for uh, puffer fish on fly in the back canals. Yeah. We still got puffers back there, right? There's a few of them. The barnacles aren't growing too good back there anymore, but I think there's enough puffers to get puffers on fly.
2: We'll, we'll chum them up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, thanks for coming in. Um, this is Captain Jeff, Anthony Bruno, Zach Routman, and um, this is the Lunker Dog Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for
1: having us.